Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome, baseball family. This week, we are going to talk current events, baseball, trading cards, and a little bit of fantasy update right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now baseball together welcome back baseball family to another episode of the baseball together podcast i'm brig and i got the brad master he's right there how are you brad yeah. i'm good how are you brig i'm good i'm doing good. really well thank you very good. much i'm glad we have a lot to talk about this week which is kind of our signature line you should get a t-shirt <laughs> that says well we got a lot to get into this week <laughs> but we do and we're going to start on kind of a low note, and then we're going to bring us all the way out of that pit of despair. First, let's talk about Pete Rose. All right. Pete Rose Oof. was welcomed back to baseball in any shape or form over the last handful of years when he's been commentating and offering some analysis and getting kind of – he's on this goodwill tour, it seems like, and everybody seems to want to accommodate it. Well, he gets invited back to the Phillies ballpark, to Citizens Bank ballpark, right? That's what it's called. And uh-huh. he, uh, to celebrate the 1980 victory, World Series victory, and his allegations of sexual misconduct come up again. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the story, Pete Rose was accused of some things that had to do with being naughty back in the day. And those allegations have been, have remained unfounded there, there seems to be no substantial evidence whatsoever as far as i could find however that's not the point the point now is he was brought th- those questions were brought again leading up to this engagement he had to be celebratory of the 1980 world series in philadelphia with his team his teammates want him there the journalist asked him about these allegations and what's happening and how it's going, etc. And he says, that was 50 years ago, babe. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Now, so how be the case upset. there, sir? <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's upset that they're bringing this back up. The context here, they were supposed to celebrate the 1980 World Series in 2017. And or was it a different celebration? Doesn't matter. Pete Rose was supposed to come back to the Phillies and do a big celebratory thing in 2017, but because of this very allegation, they couldn't, hmm. in good conscience, bring him back. They had to make sure it got all fleshed out. Hmm. So this accusation comes from when he was playing in Cincinnati, etc. The point is, he kind of put his foot in his mouth, and then in an effort to apologize. After the fact, after it's a horrible PR move to call a woman babe on live TV these days, right? Especially under the circumstances, Pete. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> and I love all the people that are like, 
they're like, well, that situation was 50 years ago. How come we can't talk about that? Well, but we're here to celebrate the 1980 World Series. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. You just can't have it both ways. Yeah. Anyway, so he offered as in recompense or whatever for his uh, comment to sign a thousand baseballs for this woman, which interestingly enough drives down the value of Pete Rose so signed ball. baseballs. Everyone, yeah. yeah. So, Brad, what is your take on all of this? Ready to go. Well, I mean, you've got to, I get it. He's an old man, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you talk to old people and they're going to say things that you don't like. It's just like, we used to talk to my grandpa sometimes and be like, wow, that was a really interesting conversation, right? But that doesn't justify it. If he's going to be speaking to the media and the public, he needs to be prepared with how to answer questions, things not to say, things to say. Um, I'm not necessarily blaming his PR people, but at the same time, Maybe they should have said, no interviews. You're old. Yeah. You're old guy. Yeah. Don't get in front of a camera unless it's at a distance. Don't don't hold a microphone. Yep. Right? That is so, a great point. I mean, there's that, but also like you would you would hope that he would have learned from something over the years. You know? Yeah. But or again, somebody like I would said, have said something. Like like, dude, it's not the 60s and 70s anymore. You can't just throw out these pet names everywhere you go to anyone in their dog because it we're, it's just not that kind of world anymore. It's just right. not. You're going you're gonna to offend somebody. Yeah. Whether you mean to or not, it doesn't matter, right? right. Perception exactly. is reality. That's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah. the, your question was, does this... How does this impact or impair or affect? Well, and it's not even so much like this part of it. It's just like Pete Rose coming back to a celebration, being allowed onto a baseball field again right. for the first time Thank in you. how long, right? All of the time. Like, how does, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how does that affect his case for getting into the Hall of Fame? Do you think it changes anything at all that maybe there's a softening? Or is it like still like, nope, not happening? I think it's still split right down the middle. I I heard reports that there were boos when he was announced onto the field in Philly. Hmm. Um, And he kind of, he both support in the post interview. He he said, you know, I'm just here to support the fans. I'm here for the franchise. I'm here for my teammates. And, um, and then he said something like, you know, most of you weren't even born at the time this all happened. Like, what do you know? And it was pretty gruff, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. And I, I thought, once again, come on, Pete. Because I've been advocating that he get another look. Right. Uh, specifically since the scandal in Houston. And those players go, having gone unpunished. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not saying he deserves to get in. I'm just saying let's revisit it. But it's a tough case, man. It's tough. Do I think people are softening? Yeah, I think that's significant. I think that's happening. Do I think it's enough? I don't. Right. And it, and that makes me sad. But it also just is what it is. And see, that's that's the thing with me is that like, yeah, people are softening because the the opinion of gambling has really softened, especially in the last five years. Right. Like big time yeah. throughout the entire country. Um, but on the other hand, though, I've been reading, um, kind of picking up, putting it down how baseball happened. 
And from the very beginning, before Major League Baseball, the National League, any of it was even a thing, there was a manager who fixed a game based on how he set up his uh, his roster. And they were like, okay, no more betting on games. We don't want this to happen anymore. And granted, it happened after that. It continued to happen. It happened in the early 1900s, right? And then... Yeah. Finally, when it happened with the World Series, like we can't be happening that with this, like we can't be having this, especially with the most attended World Series to date, right? Like we can't have this. So Shoeless Joe Jackson and your buddies, you're gone forever. Now we got to be serious about this. And ever since then, it's been the death sentence, right? They put it up in every single clubhouse in spring training. They put it up in the batting cages. They put it up in the clubhouses at the bid at the at the big stadiums, everywhere. Everybody knows that it doesn't matter if you're betting for or against your team. Gambling on Major League Baseball is illegal 1,000%. And that is why I feel like the punishment is warranted. Yeah. That, like, I would love the story of Shoeless Joe Jackson to end someday with him in the Hall of Fame. I never got to watch him play. I don't know a whole lot about him other than Field of Dreams and what I've read from like growing up everything i don't know a whole lot about pete rose other than what i've seen on his baseball cards um what i've watched in documentaries and seen other things on like espn right sure i would love for his story to end with him getting into the hall of fame but at the same time though if you don't have rules yeah what's the point yeah you know and like and you and you and we bring up the astros all the time the rule was written that the people who would be punished were the manager and the general manager. No player yeah. players were not written into the rule, which is a major problem I have with the whole thing. Me because too. then the players have no incentive to not break the rule. Yes. Like, we don't care but about you, this guy. It's the same with the steroid era, though. Like those guys yeah. are being passed over for Hall of Fame induction mm-hmm. for more crime, less less of a crime. It depends on who you talk it's a, to. I mean, I feel like it's, it's really it's sticky. a different crime. It's a, it's apples and oranges because yeah. like with with gambling, like one of the things that I, I was reading in uh, in that book is that guys would throw games. Their teammates would be yeah. mad at them, like, "Hey, man, I'll give you a cut," and they're like, "Okay, that I feel a little bit better about that," you know. <laughs> so there was like that. I caught you. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Here, take this, and it's fine. So, like, I can understand with gambling you know with with guys fixing games it affects guys paychecks down the road especially once guys really start getting it paid really did yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then now with steroids it's the same thing as far as that goes though that like you've got a guy who is good and then becomes great and really gets paid but he affects some other guy's paycheck and the same thing happened we did see the same thing happen with the astros yeah right there was actually a lawsuit for a fringe pitcher who got sent down after facing the Astros because he got shelled. Yeah. That and you know, he was probably on on the edge anyway. But the fact that they Still. just absolutely shredded him did yeah. not help his cause at all. So well, and he wasn't alone. There are that's right. a class action. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was yeah, I can't remember who it was, but he was the one who started the whole thing. But so I don't know. I feel like I feel sure. like you can't I feel like yeah. you can't compare everything directly right there are totally. cor- there is correlation along the way but there are different rules different impact on the game things like that yeah. and you've got to look at each case uniquely so i don't know it's there's nuance right tons of nuance and that's why we love baseball because it's full of nuance mm-hmm. nothing is as simple as it appears except that the base paths are always 90 feet 
So you throw the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball. That's where the simplicity ends. <laughs> Everything else is incredibly diverse and nuanced. Okay, mm-hmm. let's move on. Games this weekend were, dare I say, bananas. It was, <laughs> it was a wildly unexpected turn of events everywhere. And no more mm-hmm. than in three locations. And we're going to get into those three locations right now. Talking about sweeps this weekend. The Dodgers swept the Padres. And going into the weekend, Brad, you and I were discussing how this is major. You know, this is mm-hmm. a huge series to watch. We have to pay attention to who's who in the zoo because it's going to come out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I did we get our answer? I think we did, honestly. And yeah. hmm, I shouldn't jump yeah. on that so fast. Now that I think right? about it. I, let, let's say this. We still, we do still know that the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Flat out. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. They had three games to win. They won the first two. And they said, you know what? Two is not enough. Let's take one more. So they go ahead and they sweep Padres, which is a big deal because I feel like sweeping the Padres before Juan Soto was a big deal. Now you add that bat. That's an even bigger deal. Yeah. Apparently their pitching has suffered greatly um, yeah. which is odd but i did see a meme today that said wow could you believe juan soto got or the padres traded for juan soto just so you can stand out in right field and watch balls fly over the fence yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh that is that is rock solid <laughs> it was good it was really good oh man that's awesome. So funny. So my favorite part of this series got a little bit of media attention, and I want to bring it up because it was really fantastic. Instead of Freddie Freeman batting, I think it was in the eighth inning, uh, and I think it was game three, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, at one point in the series, Freddie Freeman's supposed to come to the plate. It's like an eight-to-one game. <laughs> and Dave Roberts decides to pinch hit with a left-handed pitcher instead. <laughs> and everybody's like, now say what? So Tyler Anderson, left-handed pitcher, comes up to the plate. The reason for this, it gets explained, but I'll, I'm going to set it up a little more. Andrew Batten, B-A-T-T-E-N, Andrew Batten, who's a second baseman, was called into pitch for the Padres, okay? And this perpetuated the entire thing. So basically, first let me tell you that uh, Tyler Anderson as a left-handed pitcher's lifetime batting average is .094 which is noteworthy. He did strike out in this exchange, <laughs> which is just consistent <laughs> as it gets. But Batten threw a super change or an EFIS pitch, as those of us who know what that is. An EFIS pitch is just like as off-speed and high-arcing as it could possibly. It's the float. I haven't seen that <laughs> since Skippy McGee. Yes, that's the one. For those of you who are paying attention to wonderful baseball documentaries, you'll understand the reference. All right. Batten, his changeup, we're quoting it as a changeup, uh, clocked in at 53.6 miles per hour. And he has a slider, I think, came in at 56 miles an hour. So he's, he's just really bringing it uh, nice from the second base position. Like yeah. So Dave Roberts comes out, and at the end of the game, he says that he didn't want to put quote, put any of my position players up there against a softball player, uh, a pitcher throwing an EFIS, an EFIS ball. <laughs> and I just said, oh, call the burn unit. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, this is the thing that I think is really funny about this, is that Tyler Anderson is not a scrub. He's not some end-of-the-bullpen reliever you're bringing in. No, Tyler Anderson is like your number three starter. 
Yeah. He was an all-star this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was one of those things where he looked down the bench and said, who wants to hit his hand shot up first? So he uh-huh. got to go out there and hit. Yeah. That's Tyler exactly Anderson. No scrub. In fact, I'm still a little, a little hurt that the Mariners did not resign him last year. Cause he was outstanding in Seattle, but yeah. good for the Dodgers. Good for him to get out there and get an AB in the all DH era. <laughs> I love the it. New, this new frontier we're in. Yes. Just awful. <laughs> um, it's still awful. Okay. So let's move to Bush uh, because it, uh, the Cardinals just beat the heck out of the Yankees. And it was bad. Now, Brad, do we have that card that we can reference? There's uh, the umpire strike zone. Strike zones are being evaluated. And I forget the author of these graphics, but. There's there's a guy out there who's putting together uh, balls and strike patterns, heat maps, and he shows you based on the analysis of the the called balls and strikes where um, a team may have gained a point or lost a point or half a point, you know, here and there, depending on how the game went. And oddly enough, in one of the games, the Yankees lost nine to twelve. And that day, the pitch or the umpire analysis came back with just a bump over three runs, which is a lot, by the way. That is a lot. I've never seen one that high. I could not believe that was part of the reason I sent it to you because that's absurd. It's absurd. So what what the analysis shows is that the umpire took two and a half, I think it was two and a half or so runs away from the Yankees and handed the Cardinals like 0.6 or 0.7 runs. There it is. Thank you. So for those of you who are listening and can't see the card, the overall accuracy of this umpire, Ed Hickox, whom we've discussed in the past, has is 92% average. Uh, overall consistency, 91%. They're giving him 3.01 runs on in favor of St. Louis based on his impactful missed calls overall this was sunday's game um 86 called strike accuracy that's the thing that's crazy is that that's really low i've seen them down in the 70s low 80s this season umpiring has been absolutely horrendous and i don't know what it is and i cannot get over it for those of you who want to follow this account it's on twitter it's awesome it's called umpire score umpire scorecards uh, they do this. They say they do it for every game. I feel like I'm missing some every day, every couple days or so. But it's run by, I believe it's run by college kids, college students who do this. If it's not this one, it's another one that is, uh, that does the same thing. But it's really interesting if you watch a game where you feel like the umpire was absolutely horrendous and then you go look at the scorecard, nine times out yeah. of ten, you're right. Like they were yeah. not good. In this case, that's, that is such an enormous swing three runs in the favor of one team in a three-run game in a three-run game yeah wow. now it's also for those of you who prefer reddit it's on reddit it's on the baseball subreddit so if you want to go look at that it's there you go subreddit slash baseball but um anyway the point is here's what i want to say what this was atrocious and you know who knows what it did to momentum we can argue that till we're blue in the face the point is because those were important moments. I mean, the bases were loaded at one point. So on and on and on. But here's what I want to say. I don't care 
how bad the umpiring is. I don't care how bad the balls and strike calls are. You cannot be getting swept in August and want to be the best team in the league. You like we're on a downward trajectory right now. The Yankees are they're trending down. They've lost 5 in a row and there's no reason for you to lose an entire series or, or get swept anyway. I mean even if they had lost the series and picked up one out of 3 it would have been better obviously, but it would have been easier to swallow than getting swept. I just I'm so mad and I don't care that the Yankees were outplayed by the officiating. I don't care. I'm it still doesn't it's not good enough. I don't well, want to scapegoat. Just win ball games. Right. And here's the thing too, Brig, is that right now going into tonight, the Yankees are I guess going into today, the Yankees have a nine and a half game lead over the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are no slouches. Nine and a half games yeah. in the middle of August is surmountable. It's- Sir, it is surmountable, and and if the Blue Jays continue to even midway play baseball as well as they could, that then they're becoming problematic. If they play mm-hmm. as well as they can all the time, it's a it's an issue. If the Yankees don't start playing as well as they're supposed to, yeah, yep, it is a problem. And um, and we have the two of us have a big series this week because the Mariners and Yankees are playing three in Seattle starting tonight. Yes. Um, that game actually just started just a few minutes ago. Yeah, so five minutes ago. Yeah, very, very. We're both very nervous for this one <laughs> because yeah, it's an it's a huge litmus test. But Brig, if you're to help you feel a little bit better, the Yankees have runners on second, third with nobody out. Top of the first. Okay. Okay. So there's that against Logan Gilbert, somebody who I'm okay. sure Yankees fans will be thinking is going to sign with them in a few years. Logan Gilbert, I can. That's not okay. I I don't have to feel so so nervous. He's no slouch, but he's been he, for a while. He had the best ERA in the league. Yeah, but anyway, who's he facing? I forget. Who's he up against today? Um, like Is it Taylor? Nestor? No, he's on Tyone? Wednesday. Jameson Tyone. Okay, Tyone. Yep. Yeah. Then anyway, tomorrow, so- tomorrow you've got Cole and Castillo again. And then oh, Wednesday my. is Nestor it's not a day game, is it? No, it's not. No, it's a night game. Got me a little worried. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rightly so. Do you want to put any money on this game? Do you want to put a, any whipped cream on this, the series? Let's put a pie in the face on the series. Okay. Okay. How's that? What you want? What kind of odds are we getting here? Straight odds. Just got to okay. win the series. No sweep. Just right. got to win the series. Okay. Best two out of three. Best two out of three. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, this just got really intense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Baseball family, follow us on TikTok. This is probably the best place to see us when we get pies in the face. I got one the other day. I made good on our home run derby bet for whipped cream in the visage. The Mets finally won, which is great. <laughs> they didn't uh, just win, Brig. <laughs> they beat the dog out of the Braves. Yeah, they did. Like, they did. They're, they're they eight and two up. in their last ten. They've won four in a row, and they beat the snot out of the Braves, which I needed to have happen. I've been championing the yeah. Mets this whole time. I needed it to happen. This puts them at a steady seven games ahead of Atlanta now in the East. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they needed that much more comfortable margin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're wondering have the Mets figured it out? I'm telling you they have. 
I don't know why Vogie is so good. It's it's alarming that he's kind of found a place again. What's up with like, that, Brad? I feel like he's a guy who I don't want to say he needs motivation, but maybe he needs some kind of motivation in Pittsburgh. Like, what was the point? Right? Yeah. I go out yeah. there and I hit home runs every day. What's the point besides me being a more presentable free agent this offseason? Like, what's the point in me doing this? We're not going to win anyway. Because when he was in Seattle, when he was an all star in Seattle, he didn't even want to, you could tell he didn't even want to be at the all star game. He was miserable and he was having a career year. He hit 30 home runs that year. That's yeah. why he went to the all star game. But like, but fans, like tons of fans are like, he looked miserable there. We don't want this guy representing our team. He didn't want to be in Seattle because they were still losing. It was a terrible team. And yeah. so he goes to the Mets. Like when he was with when he was with the Brewers, even yeah. it was, good not a good fit. It was a good player, but it wasn't a great fit. But no, I don't I think he needs motivation. I think he, he needs mo- no motivation that his contributions are going to go towards something rather than just be wasted. I think it's you think it has to do so. I mean, obviously that has to do with the team he's surrounded by. And the performance of the other players, but do, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's. I just I want to give Buck Showalter the credit. I think is what I'm driving at here. You could you could, I mean, Buck Showalter very well could have sat him down and been like, "We need you to win." Like he could yeah. have said something along those lines, right? Yeah, and like sure. I said, really giving him motivation to succeed and to play really hard because he's run he's he's running the bases hard, bro. <laughs> Harder than we've ever seen. He comes in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> it's, it's people insane. have been calling him the fridge. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a callback to William Refrigerator Perry, who was yes. a uh, center and or running back for the Chicago Bears back in the, what, 80s? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah, people have been calling him the fridge because the dude is moving and he ain't stopping. No, he is not. I, think I love that the he's train. there. I love that he's working out really well. That that's a huge success. Let's stay in New York for a minute and talk about Jacob, his nickname Degrom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know his nickname. Does he have a nickname? <laughs> uh, yeah, Degrominator. Oh, sure. <laughs> Jake. Ooh, they were really were not classy. on a limb with Jake. Very classy. And my favorite, the goat. The goat. Well, he is the goat right now. In yeah. his two starts, um, he's faced thirty-six batters, and he's and he's uh, struck out eighteen out of thirty-six. It is fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. It's fantastic. Golly, like he's phenomenal. They, could you imagine coming into the NLDS as a wild card team? The Mets have had a bye, right? So they've had a couple days off. You come in after a three game series in the wild card series, and you're your you're fourth pitcher, and you come in to face Degrom game one. You're like, just just, just give it to him. This is not fair. <laughs> just, if you could just scratch him, we'll go on to game two. We'll be down one game. It's fine. <laughs> It's like an intentional walk, but for game one. <laughs> an intentional, yeah, it is. They just exactly. hold up four fingers. They're like, go away. <laughs> we don't, we don't even have to throw the ball. On national TV. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. That's great. 
Oh my goodness. I it's love scary. It. It's he's scary. terrifying. And, he, and because he's, and he's clocking at 102, yeah. right? His fastballs are cooking by just, well, it's crazy. Like, I think I've said this before. He's Greg Maddox with velocity because he just paints the corners. Nobody with 102 has that kind of control. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you watch. They do not have that kind of control 102, and it's frightening. He took a perfecto into the sixth inning to start the second or second start. Now, do you think that management was like, oh, thank you for getting a hit for, for the Braves? Yeah, for the Braves, yeah, like, well, no, for like the Mets management was like, oh, thank you. yeah, I think one so. Of the, one of the Braves got a hit. Yeah, I think because they wanted to limit it him to eighty or eighty-two pitches or whatever it is right now. Yeah, so 80, 85 I think probably. you're right. But yeah, he's think they, economical. Think wanted... oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't think that they wanted to have to make that decision to pull him in the seventh <laughs> with a, even a no-no going on. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I think you're right. Make me the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, make Buck Showalter the bad guy. <laughs> He'll be. The you bad know guy. that's coming down from that balcony seat, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, exactly. so let's talk a couple more topics, and then we're going to take a break really quick. First is Jason Hayward is done in Chicago. He's on the injured list. He's going to remain on the injured list for the remainder of the season. Um, that's already been made very clear, and they've told him he's not going to report back to the Cubs organization in 2023. So what? here's the part I loved about this. Nobody was blindsided. I think even the fans saw this coming. I mean, Denise is any indication. Denise does our uh, Northside Chicago Baseball Together podcast. Check her out. Literally phenomenal. Um, and she's really got her finger on the pulse of this Chicago Cubs team. She saw this coming. But Hayward saw this coming. Like they sat him down, and apparently, it's my understanding that they had multiple conversations and they made it very clear. They brought him in on it rather than just leveling the, you know, lowering the boom. And I think that's a really classy move. I mean, what is that? That has to speak volumes to their culture and in imbue everybody else with confidence. I would think so. That I don't feel like anybody's going to get blindsided by anything going forward, right? Like, Wilson Contreras was 99% sure he was leaving, right? That he was yeah. going to get traded. I think they were just like, we're going to try to move you. Okay. Yeah. We're, like, I'm sure that once they could not, um, couldn't come to an agreement on contracts, okay, we got to try to move you. That there was no mystery that he was treating his last game at Wrigley before the deadline like he was going to get traded. He wasn't going to take him back to Wrigley. And then, sure enough, it's like, well, we couldn't trade you because we were asking too much for you. Like, what higher compliment is there? Yeah. Right, that you can't move a guy because you're asking too much. If I'm a player, I'm like, well, they still think really highly of me, right? You know, that's a and great perspective, yeah. So, I, I think they've got a good thing going on in Chicago. The problem is they don't have the talent, and that's why they're not winning right now. And I hope that David Ross is not a casualty of that. I he will be, I don't think it's his, I don't think it's his fault. It's not, but he's going to be a casualty, yeah. I think you're right, he is, and it's and it, it's too bad. But David Ross will not go quietly into the night. If he moves away from Chicago, somebody will pick him up, and he'll mm-hmm. have an opportunity, like Gabe Kapler, to do something, something great somewhere else. Like it's For just going to be year. awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, a trial basis. Yeah, <laughs> probation. Well, no, um, just do something great for one year, and then not do it great anymore. Apparently, yeah. but anyway. 
Uh, last thing before we take a break, the Field of Dreams game obviously has been announced it's Thursday. We so are excited. loving this. Thursday, this week, 7 p.m. Eastern, it will air on Fox. And uh, first thing we got to let you know is that we will not be going live this this Thursday night. We're going to take the week off from our live broadcast because we really want to watch the Field of Dreams game. So, yeah. Hopefully that's okay with everybody. That's a decision we made. <laughs> but we'll we be right back the next week. We're, we're happy with it, and we hope you are too. Uh, yeah, but, exactly. Brig, so I'm so excited. The uniforms were released today. They were. I'm pumped. Let's t- let's do the Cubs. So it's the Cubs and the Reds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do the Cubs first because you got to save the best for last. I'm sorry. But that's just what? Okay. So this is the this is the Cubs hat. It's it's royal blue with the really really old school. Is just that the bear royal? Holding I like navy blue. Sorry, that's navy blue. Oh, okay. I'm not colorblind. That is that is definitely navy blue. Um, but it's the old school bear lo- Cubs logo with the bear holding the bat. It looks yeah. very much like a teddy bear. Um, I've always thought that this is a logo or a hat that you would find for kids, right? Like at a kids at the kids club for the yeah. Cubs. Um, but I do, I do kind of dig it against that Navy because it, it looks good. It looks really sharp. They did a good job with it. I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to look it up right now, but that is their game cap from bygone days. Right. Yeah, it is. It is. That's what they went with on these. Like same thing with the Jersey is that they have that, that old C right. There the one is. that yeah, in Chicago is. you see on the side of the bears helmets. It's the same That's thing. Right. Oh, same. and all, also by the way, in Cincinnati, <laughs> Correct, which and we it has talk that. about right now. <laughs> yeah, and, it ha- and it, it has that same bear logo there in the sea, but it's navy blue yeah. instead of white against kind of a cream jersey. Yeah, I love the cream jersey, and I love the double thin stripe on the sleeve at the cuff of the sleeve, and mm-hmm. the the piping around the buttons and the collar is is a single pipe of that navy blue, and it's super clean. I'm digging it. I like that they go with the cream because it gives it. A natural aged look. Yep, it's that. It looks like they've been on. Yeah, it looks like they've been on the road with a white jersey that's gotten dirty and never really got clean. Yep. Yeah, it's. I think it's cool. It's awesome. All right, let's go with the Cincinnati. Okay, let's go with the helmet. These are so cool. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) (laughs) So they've got pinstripes on them, going out like they flow out from the center of the helmet, but. The thing that I love about them, Brig, is these helmets look like they're hand-painted. They do. I don't know if they're necessarily individually hand-painted, but they sure look like it. The print, whatever it is they have on it, is so cool. It looks, because yeah. the, the lines are not perfectly straight. They're not perfectly uniform in width. It looks like the, somebody got a paintbrush and hand-painted every one of these helmets, and I am yeah. here for it. No, it's killer, man. It is so good. I would love to see more helmets like this. It's so cool. And yeah, then it's got a very Japanese baseball feel to it for me. It does. It's that. Yeah, you're right. Because they have more designs all over the helmets with pinstripes like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that C too. That C is very unique. It's it it's is. an old, it's an old font that is not used necessarily anymore. Um, and I feel like it is something that you would see in Japanese or even Korean baseball. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, you've got a great point there. I didn't think of that. Thanks, man. I love the game cap, though. It's white. It's got the same pinstripe, the dark pinstripe. It's got the same uh, old-timey C, the decorative C. 
Oh, it looks exactly the same. It's awesome. Yeah, but then but it's white. The helmets are cream. The hats are white. But the cool thing about the caps is they've got that big red braid uh-huh. or something going across the between the visor and the crown, right where your forehead mm-hmm. would be. Yeah, I think so what, good. So I think what they did because the same thing is on. There's the same red line across the front of the helmet like that. Oh and yeah, I think there that is. They made them. I think they decided tried to make them identical because then it was like they were wearing their hat to the plate. It's cool, right? I think it's yeah, really that's cool. old school. That's, yeah, yeah, it's an old. It's an attention. It's a one of those attention to small details and like throwbacks to to old school. That's really cool. I like it. And then they've got their white jerseys with pit with the black pinstripes, and they've got basically it's almost the current Reds logo. It is, <laughs> but I'm sure it is certainly from 1919 or wherever, right. whatever year they're going for. <laughs> How do you feel about the one team wearing white and the other team wearing? off-white a cream instead of a, a gray it's fine i don't have a problem with it because we have color tvs yes we do because but i wonder how it'll appear on the field because it will be odd at first i'm telling you i think it will be but i don't i honestly don't have a problem with it i think it'll be just enough i if we didn't have hd tvs it would be an issue like even in color I think it would be a yeah. problem. But with 1080p, 4K, whatever you've got on your TV, as long as it's an HD, it's not going to be a problem. You're going to be able yeah. to tell the difference between the two. Yeah, I agree with you. So, Brig, look down here at the bottom of this picture. I want to okay. see. I'm curious if they're going to be wearing brown leather belts. Oh, I hope so. That is exactly what that looks like. Yeah, that looks like a straight-up brown leather belt that i wear with my khakis periodically yeah <laughs> when you typically have i'm in basketball shorts on your sunday <laughs> go to meetings yeah exactly <laughs> that's what that looks like to me yeah <laughs> all right baseball family jump in the mailbag and let us know if you're excited about these uniforms or you think they're going to be uh trash on the field because it could go either way i don't know just because we said we like them doesn't mean we're right doesn't mean you're right we should argue about it. It's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, jump in the mailbag at baseballtogether.com. Send us an email or leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into fantasy baseball and some baseball cards. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. The Nunther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. Before we get too much into things here, we wanted to tell you about a fun little giveaway that we're going to do. So we've been pretty active on the TikTok machine lately, ticking and talking, doing whatever it is that we do. Um, and we have a running joke. We have a running joke going right now. And we wanted to see if anybody could catch on to that joke. So if you 
want to get in there and see what this is, get on TikTok, follow us at Baseball Together. It's baseball, the number two, together because it's too long uh, to do it otherwise. Um, And then get in there and see if you can figure out our running joke. If you figure it out, if you don't follow us yet, go ahead and give us a follow and then jump into the mailbag and send us a quick message. Send us a quick email saying, this is the joke. Now send me some seeds. We will send you a free pack of seeds if you can figure this out. If you can crack the code and figure out mine and Briggs' (laughs) sense of humor. So <laughs> so get on TikTok yes. and and uh, figure it out. Okay, let's do our quick fantasy baseball update. So for this okay. week, this last week was matchup 16. Uh very competitive across the board I felt like even the games that were had kind of a spread in them. Um I think that I, I still feel like a lot of those can go either way on Sunday because Sunday can make or break you just as much as Monday. Yeah. All right, let's start down here at the bottom of my phone. I have Grace under fire, who is Denise, and then not another fantasy team with Jason. Jason won this one 521 to 451. Jason was the high score, the only team to break 500 this week. His high score was Pete Alonzo, and then right with 104, Ryan Mountcastle gave him 71. Denise had 77 from Freddie Freeman. I bet I bet she was wishing that he did not get pulled over the weekend <laughs> that Friday night game. <laughs> I, bet you're right. I don't know how much of a difference it would have made, but maybe he would have gone yard against uh, against the second baseman. Who's to say? And they've got Rowdy Telez gave her 65 points. So again, that's Jason over Denise, 521 to 451. And for reference, Denise would have beat just about everybody else in the entire league yeah. if she hadn't gone up against Jason. Okay, and then we've got the Harrisburg Charlies. That's John Mullins against Tory, the Springfield Nuclear Power. Harrisburg Charlies edged the Springfield Nuclear Power 418 to 412. John's high score was uh, Francisco Lindor with 78, and then he had Reese Hoskins with 69. Nice. Paul Goldschmidt had 83 points for Tory, and then um, he had Nathaniel Lowe with 74, uh, was his high score. I feel like. Uh, John won because he had more like his one, two, three, four. His fifth score was Javi Baez with 42 points. Ah, just I feel like that's going to make a big difference if you can get more guys with more points. I mean, obviously, like it adds up, but it's better to have I feel like it's better to have distribution than to be top heavy. Yep, yeah, okay. Let's go into Brigger Mortis against Big League Chupacabra. Brigger Mortis is obviously Brig, and then Big League Chupacabra, that is our friend Jewel. Brig had a rough week, had some guys on the IL, um, and Brig's high score was Jeff McNeil and his dowel handled. <laughs> his dowel knob, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with 54 points. Jake, uh, Jake Cronenworth had 51 points. Those are your two high scorers, Brig. You're not going to win with that. I'm surprised yeah. you got 400 points, by the way, but talk about even distribution. Yeah. Holy cow. That's actually pretty decent. You would have been, you would have beat uh, me and Zip. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <Joel> <laughs> you'd have beat nobody else. <laughs> CJ Crone yeah, was his high score is 76, and Jared Walsh had 66 points for him. He had a pretty good weekend, Walsh did. Yeah. So, you're welcome, uh, Anaheim. What can I say? But anyway, said you're welcome. <laughs> and then the final matchup. This is the lowest scoring match of the weekend. Me, the Manitoba Man Clowns, beat the Springfield Isotopes at Zip. I won 308 to 251. Wow. I would have lost to anybody else the entire week. We were the only ones who didn't break 315. 
this whole week. Didn't even get close to 400. That's Everybody amazing. else scored 400. My high score is Adley Rutschman with 64. Matt Olson had 61. Um, Zip had Martin Maldonado with 54 points. He's going to have to make a change there uh, with Vasquez coming in. Maldonado's not going to be getting quite so much playing time anymore. And then Jesse Winker had 47 points for him. Jesse Winker hit a grand slam on Sunday, by the way. What? Yes, he did. Wrapped it around the right field foul pole. It was fantastic. Wow. It's very exciting. I did not so, know that. <laughs> so there is <laughs> there's our mostly weekly fantasy baseball update with the baseball dealer fantasy baseball league. Now love it. This last weekend on Saturday was Tops National Baseball Card Day. So we were like, you know what's one of the things we love more than anything? Freaking baseball cards. So we thought we'd talk about baseball cards. So we've done this before, um, but it's been a really long time. So we like, you know, let's go ahead and do it again. So today we're going to... Let's do it in a new way, though. We are going to do it in a new way, and it'll be fun, and I'm very excited. Um, We wanted to kind of break into some packs, some baseball cards that we have, because we didn't do this before, because I definitely didn't know where these were last time we did an episode of baseball cards. (laughs) 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 But... So I have a fancy box from the 80s filled to the brim with baseball cards. Let me show you this. I've shown the Rooters this, but I'm going to show the rest of the audience this on, on the YouTube. This is one that I have. Very excited about this. They're fun to have. They're very nostalgic. Um, I did go to a card shop, Brig. Did I tell you about yeah. this? I went to a you, card shop okay. to see if I could get it, get them like rated and to find out what they're worth. And he yeah. goes, nothing. There's too many of them. I was like, you for reals? I was like, I have like five Barry Bonds cards. I was like, yeah, that's the problem. Because they're not spread out. Yeah. There's a ton of them. And then the other thing was, was he's like, he's like, if there, if there's a chance it could be a PSA 10, send it in and get it rated because it costs like a hundred bucks, something like that to do it. He's yeah. like, but he's like, but most of them are eight at the best. And so I had it with me or had a picture of it on my phone with me. I was like, what about this? I pulled up the picture. I showed it to him within half a second. He goes, it's off center. What? What? He's like, yeah, a lot of them are off center. That's why they're not worth anything. He's like the ones that are perfectly centered. Those are the ones that are worth thousands of dollars because those are the ones that are really rare. I was like, wow. So left a little disappointed that day, but they're still fun to have because pretty disappointing. Yeah, they're cool cards though. Like, it's really cool to see cards from 1985, just because it's like a time machine. Yeah, you know, like this one right time. here. That's right. Like Tony Gwynn, All Star. Look at that. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's such an old that's card. So sweet. <laughs> I I never knew Tony Gwynn to look like that. <laughs> never in my life or nope. his did I ever know him to look like or that. or his. <laughs> I love that caveat. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many so this is that Barry Bonds card I was telling you about so you can see it so check this out Brig. you can see it see how one side is wider than the oh, other on there yeah, yeah. it is it, it really, took, really legit is. took him half a second because he knew exactly who he's looking for he's like that's a PSA 8 at the very best the most you can get for that card is $25 yeah but $25 like, is no like, is not a problem I'll give it to you for $25. <laughs> exactly. What did he say? I got four more. I'll give you each one of those for $25 a piece. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. That's not a bad deal. So maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe I'll throw Take it back. And see what I can do with him. <laughs> Take it back. Do, 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 do. Take it back. Come on, man. Name that movie. 
Somebody I name that know. movie. I'll send you a pack of sunflower seeds. <laughs> Jump in All there. All right, Brig, what do you have? What do you have with baseball cards? Okay, so a uh, friend of mine gave me a pack of Fleer 1993. Look at this three pack in cellophane. I remember really cool. seeing those at the grocery store as a kid. For sure. It, this whole pack was a buck fifty in 1990. It's amazing. Um, it says so. It's the 10th anniversary edition. 45 trading cards, three logo stickers. Collect 1990 limited edition league standouts. I said that way too more excited. Uh, trading cards. There's one of a six card set inside. So I have three of these packs, and I figure let's open one here on the show. And then maybe we can do something fun with the other ones. Maybe we can do another giveaway. We're doing giveaways today. It's a giveaway episode. Okay, awesome. I'm opening this right now. Can you hear that? Can, this is for those ASMR fans. We got the <laughs> crinkly. All right. Here's my... that's a whole that's a whole other side of TikTok. It's a whole other thing. Here, here we go. Steve Lake, catcher for the Phillies. Oh, here's Rafael Palmero. Look at that. Nice. Boom. Rafael Palmero, first base, Texas Rangers, 1990. Fleer number 308. The back is not centered, Brad. Neither is the oh, front. It's not. Now I can see it. Oh, my. So, wow. Sometimes that's I really wonder bad. if that's like, that's really bad. Yeah. Oh, none of these are on. There's Dale Murphy. I was going to say, I wonder if it was like the print for those, though, that maybe they did do them off center, but probably not, yeah. right? I don't know. It. I don't think they did it on purpose. Is it consistent? There's Bob Melvin. Look at there's a Bob a Melvin player? card. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. I got a Bob Melvin Orioles card. Oh, this is awesome. Let's see who else I have really quick. Jose Canseco in the A's uniform. Okay, that's freaking sweet. Oh, speaking of managers playing, Brig, check this out. Yeah. Terry Francona for the Cubs. Oh, get out. That's that one Tito. actually looks like it's centered. <laughs> it does look centered. Oh, that's Maybe sweet. I'll take it in and have them look at it. Take it back. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay. Um, I'm not going to get – I'm messing up the lyrics, but if you're paying attention, you'll know why. Okay. Let me see who else I have here. <laughs> Oh, do you know who Greg Briley is? I've heard the name. He's a Mariners outfielder. That's probably why I've heard the name. Oh, here's Will Clark. Will Greg the Will Clark. Nice. The Giants just honored him. What was they it last did. week? Yes, and they did a really week. cool thing in the outfield where they cut his swing into the grass. It was amazing. It was amazing. It looked and like a did hologram. You see, did you see the Will the Thrill video they tribute they did? I saw part I, of it. I got interrupted. I posted by kids. it on the Facebook group. Yeah, I got and, interrupted by kids while I was watching it because oh, that's what man. happens around here. It was really well done. I really, really liked it. Thought they that's did a great cool. job. Ooh, there's a baseball quiz. Oh, Brad, there's a baseball quiz. Take, get ready, Brad. I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> True or false? Toronto is the most northern city in the American League in 1990. In the American League? I'm going to say yeah. false. Well, who would you pick then? My geography is not fantastic. 
I'm going to say that right now. Either I don't, New York. Nope. Who? Seattle. Oh, duh. I should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, Brad. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, maybe it's somebody in that. No, it's just it's Seattle, duh. <laughs> Makes me so happy. It's cr- that's always, crazy how far north you, Seattle, though, is. Like, you you're always hoodwinking me on, tw- on quizzes, though. So the trivia is so fun. <laughs> Okay, there's four questions here. Do you want me to give them the rest of you? Yeah, do all of them. Let's do it. Oh, okay, okay. Number two, in what stadium did the Blue Jays play their home games before the Sky Dome? I was hoping the answer was the Sky Dome because I don't know. <laughs> me neither. I wouldn't have known this. <laughs> Exhibition Stadium, wherever that is. Yeah, I, never, okay. I don't know. Number three, since entering the league in 1977 against what? American League opponent have the Blue Jays drawn the most fans? Blue Jays have drawn the most fans? Yes. So when the Blue Jays play this team at home, at home, they draw more they fans. They draw the more fans than any other opponent when this when this opponent comes to town. I'm gonna guess the Yankees. Correct. Yes. Super duh. Okay. Number four and last, true or false, the Blue Jays have never lost a World Series game. As of 1990. True. Why? They hadn't played any at that point. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Crushed it. The Mariners, by the way, remain (laughs) as a team that has never lost a World Series game. They do remain. So this is part of the Fleer Action Series. All of those were Toronto-themed I think questions. I have that card kicking around, some, that, that very yeah. card kicking around somewhere. Well, there you have it. I'm going to see if I have another quiz pack card in this these pack really quick. Just to Sweet. I think I so do. I want to tell a quick story. So I went tell to – I took my son Wilson to a Diamondbacks game. We were walking through the concourse one time. This is one thing I love about Chase Field is they do random stuff like this for – this for us all the time um we always come away with our kids club prize and then there's always something else that we manage to get to um but so we're walking down the concourse we walked by one of the customer service booths it was a slow day it was a a slow game the dodgers were in town i'm not sure why there wasn't that many people there but anyway the guy's just sitting there at the customer service window goes hey you want some baseball cards and wilson looks at me i was like yeah go grab them so he holds them out he goes and gets them we got four cards in a pack and it's pretty cool. Like um, he ended up trading with his buddy who uh, I, we, uh, we went with a buddy and his dad and uh, they ended up trading. So Wilson did not get Jose Martinez, Randall Grichuk, or this uh, Nolan Arenado and um, Christian Yelich. Like these did not come in his pack. They ended up trading three of their four cards all together with each other. Um, oh, I nice. told him, you may not trade. You are not allowed to trade your Fernando Tatis card the rookie card yeah i was like no we're holding on to that one and that's just my green screen down there at the bottom in the grass that there's not like a hole in the card or anything but yeah no i was like we're gonna hold on to this one based on things that i've seen on google recently (laughs) we might even put this in a sleeve and tuck it away for 20 years from now we'll see yeah i was pretty excited his his buddy got a tim anderson card too so i was like you're gonna hold on to that one probably because that's awesome so yeah, it was like I was like one out of four. That's a pretty good return for a deck for a pack of cards that you didn't even pay for. No doubt. 
So uh, I opened the next pack and ended up with a Red Sox outfielder who uh, on base percentage at this point was 327, slugging percentage 332, strikeout ratio 5.7. Again, he was an outfielder. A Red Sox outfielder? Kevin Romine. And that name might ring a bell. And I just did a quick Google searches. And I found out that this is Andrew and Austin's dad. That's super cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. I I also got a league standout Donnie baseball card off center. Very cool. Very off center. (laughs) Egregiously off center. That is, (laughs) it's so good. Um, and then That's I did have cool. another quiz card. You want to you want to go after some Detroit Tigers? Oh, this will not end well, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> okay, baseball family, play along. All right, number one, what was Tiger Stadium previously known as? There are three names. The Cage. I'll, I'll take none of the real names. <laughs> I know. I don't know. <laughs> cage, That's my guess. The Cage because of the Tiger, <laughs> Brad. You win. Huzzah! It's not any of those. It's Bennett Park, Navin Field, and Briggs Stadium. Not Briggs with an apostrophe. (laughs) B-R-I-G-G-S. Different. Yeah, it's not mine. Okay, two. Before 1989, what was the last season in which the Tigers finished under 500? Um, 1988, 77. Oh, that's pretty, that's a good stretch. That's a good stretch. Okay. Number it's three. No wonder that, well, I, it just makes me think it's no wonder that Tigers fans aren't like bitter because they, they've had some pretty good stretches. Oh, right? there's like, yeah, it ebbs and flows. We'll come back around. I feel like that's the tiger fan attitude. Yeah. Right. And you so. got Mickey. You got, you got to love Mickey. Okay, true or false? The Tigers have never played a major league game to a tie. That's got to be false. They've been around for so long. There had to have been a tie. Correct. In fact, they hold the major league record of five ties or 10, excuse me, 10 ties, 1904. But again, this is up through 1990. I mean, it's not going to have changed by then, but or since then. Yeah, they hold the major league record of 10 ties. Back and when they, they called said games it in 1904. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not to be mistaken with Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Okay, number four. True or false? The Tigers. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> True or false? The Tigers played their first night game at home in 1939. I'm going to say false. It is false. Against whom did they play? Their first and I'll night tell game? You, it was away. It was not in Detroit. Um, My guess, I'm going to go with the Yankees again. I bet they put Yan- lights on Yankee Stadium before most places. No. Nope. Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Athletics. Hmm. 
Very cool. I like okay. that. I'm going to open another card pack. The third of okay. three. Oh, I've got. I'm going to see you if I your can thing find for another, another neat card in my box here. I got my Barry Bonds. Oh, um, oh. So check this out. I've got a whole bunch. Of, so these are organized into teams. Look at these fat stacks here. This is awesome. Whoa, this is what I dude, love, dude. That's a lot of cards, <clears> man. And this is just one team. These are just guys that play for the Reds, or who manage for the Reds. Oh, Pete Rose. would you know? Would you know? Pete Rose, manager for the Reds. <clears throat> also, Brig, I have a Pete Rose playing for the Reds. What? As well. That's a Pete Rose card. I'm curious what these are worth um, just because of who Pete Rose is, right? This one actually yeah. doesn't look too off center. I can tell that one of them is more off center than the other. Uh, that's yeah. fascinating. Same thing with these manager ones. Not. The same off centerness. The like, same off centerness. So they have so they have this this black band around the outside, right? Can you see that? Yeah. Yep. So one of them is about that much more towards the center than the other one. Yeah. I wonder if that would be enough for it to be more highly rated. See, I gotta I take know. I just gotta take like this box down to the card shop. Those guys seem like good enough guys that they're not gonna fleece me. But who knows? Maybe they will. I don't know. That's one. That's that is one fun. hesitancy that I have with doing stuff like that. You know. Yeah, but that's part of the fun of the trading card system or ga- the game, right? The, it's because it's a game. It is a game. You're right. Well, and then there's this too. Like, look at this. These these are not the same guy. But can you tell the difference in the? There it is in the color. In wow. The color. Yeah. One is much yeah. lighter than the other one. Yeah, you're right. That's so I think that's really interesting too. But that's one of the things they call these the junk wax. These cards the junk wax era because they're basically just junk. They print, like I said, they printed so much of everything because they just wanted to get them out there just to sell them. Which you know everybody bought them. These were my dad bought these for me when I think it was the year after I was born, the year I was born, something like that, just so I could have them. So yeah, you know, because they they just that's printed awesome. a ton of them. So. Got anything fun and exciting out of that pack for us? Do you have more trivia? Uh, I do. I have two more exciting cards. Uh, one is enti- way off center, like astonishingly. Oh, really? Uh, but it also features the face that I wish our listeners could see <laughs> because it is an excellent picture and maybe that, even a little foreshadowing. Is that Mark McGuire? It sure is. Look at the pain <laughs> on his face. Yeah. <laughs> That's so yeah, that's Mark McGuire. That's so good. <laughs> but look how off center it is. It's oh, good. big time. Yeah, big that's time. Anyway, like all right, a pinky's width. The last one I got is kind of interesting because this guy led the U.S. team to a silver medal at Tokyo last year, and um, he played catcher for the Dodgers, none other than Mike Sosa. Show, nice. show, 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 yeah, super cool. I like that one. Okay, ready for more trivia? Well, last I have one. one that I, I have a Dodgers card I want to show you real quick. You better um, show it to so me. So I then. showed you a manager. I got to find my Dodgers section real quick. There we go. So we've known this guy is Tommy, but he's on Tommy. this card as Tom Lasorda. Tom Lasorda. <laughs> I've always thought that was really interesting. Tom Lasorda. That is interesting. Huh. Okay. Go ahead, Rick. What do you know about the San Francisco Giants, Brad? 
<laughs> a little bit. I'll be honest with you, a little okay. bit, because um, I grew up. My dad was my dad's a big Giants fan. There's oh, that's National right. Fan, I always forget so. that. Uh, his favorite player growing up was Willie Mays. Ooh, solid, solid choice. Yeah. All right, San Francisco fans, here you go. Play along. True or false, Brad? Candlestick Park is the second oldest park in the National League as of 1990. At the time, mm, in the National League, I would probably say true. Correct. Nailed it. Number two, against which team did the Giants play a 23-inning game? May 31st, 1964. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a long A 23-inning game in May. I'm just going to throw it out there and say the Philadelphia Athletics. No. Do you want to take another stab at it, or do you want me to just tell you? Was it the Dodgers? No, it was the Mets. Oh, you know what? The Mets. You're not going to believe me, but I was going to say the Mets, but I couldn't remember what year they came around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been it. 64. Okay. Number three. In what year did the Giants post 26 consecutive wins? Um, oh. Let me give you a hint. Okay. Franchise wide, not just San Francisco. So when did they move from New York is basically the question. It's before they move from New York oh, okay. is the answer. I'm going to go with 44. 1916. <whistles> 26 consecutive wins in 1916. I wonder if that still holds for the franchise. I'll bet it, it has does. to. It's got to hold up still. I'll bet it 26 does. is a ton. And think about how watered down the league was then, though. Yeah. Not granted, not a lot of competition, like not as, as far much as the number of teams, but I'm sure the league was super watered down. Most of the talent had to have been in New York. That if they were to go out and barnstorm and play teams in like Kansas City, the Kansas City whoever's or like yeah. Chicago whatever's, you know, that yeah, that they would count those two. So yeah, not to just not to discount 26 wins in a row because that's a ton. Yeah, a lot of things have to go right a lot. Yeah. Okay, last question for the Giants. True or false, the Giants have twice hit five home runs in one inning. In one inning? Yeah. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say true. It is true. It is true. Um, We're talking versus Cincinnati. Um, they They did it the first time in 1939, June. And the second time it would be August 1961. It's not that long ago. Five home runs in one inning. More than half a century ago. Uh, Brad, you just (laughs) pack up that bad attitude and walk away with it, okay? (laughs) I will. Speaking of packing up, maybe let's pack up. So baseball family, we love baseball cards. If you want to send us some pictures of stuff, you can send them to us either on Twitter Instagram, you can um, post it on TikTok and tag us in it. That would be fun. That'd be a whole lot of fun. Maybe you'd do that. That would be did. a lot of That's fun. So choose. We would love to see the baseball cards. You have some of your favorites. So go ahead and share those with us so we can see them. Um, yep. And while you're on the interwebs, go ahead and jump on baseballtogether.com and jump in the mailbag. Send us 
an email through the mailbag with your questions, comments, concerns, and snide remarks and everything else. Brig, do you want to tell them about an, your other giveaway that you came up with? Yep. So I have two more of these three pack, these 45 card three packs from 1990. Um, they all feature quizzes. It looks like I've got uh, an American League, some sort of matchup, Astros and Reds in one pack. The other pack has uh, a couple of other matchup situations, maybe maybe uh, postseason trivia, and the Angels are featured. What we're going to do is if you want to jump on TikTok, give us a follow. And then either send us an email or uh, a DM on the TikToky, on the tick, Ticker Talker machine. What are we calling it now? That doesn't matter. Send us, uh, follow us on TikTok, shoot us a DM, and you'll be entered to win one of these giveaways. I got two. Two people are going to win. It's going to be awesome. Tell your friends. Also, don't forget to jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S dot com nine plus s.com where you can get a sweet baseball together podcast merch this we did this specifically in every team's color combination just so you can get a way to support your kids stinking little league game even if you hate the yankees like you can wear <laughs> yankees coloration support the podcast that you love so much and be there for your kid without wearing a yankees logo okay that's the reason we did it that way um, unless you're a Yankees fan like me, and then you just wear Yankees logos anyway. It's totally okay. <laughs> just right. get all the heat. Take all that heat. We can handle it. Yep. Anyway, that's all at 9plusus.com. Sweet deal. And don't forget to hop on, like, subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Don't miss any episodes. Subscribe everywhere where you get your podcast. Subscribe on the YouTube machine. Everything's a machine these days, Brig. Calling everything so a machine. machines. <laughs> but... <laughs> but you can subscribe, and then uh, if you don't have time to listen to the podcast all at once, we do put it in bite-sized bits on YouTube for you to make it a little bit easier to consume, so it's there for you. But Baseball Family, thank you so much again for joining us and celebrating National Baseball Card Day a couple days late, and we will catch you next week.